And before we get started here today, my friends, check out the links I have below in this podcast post. First up, trip.com. If you're going somewhere and you want to plan your flight, your hotel, train, car, attractions, tickets, cruises, bundles, all sorts of things, go to trip.com, help you uh, be able to sort of organize your trip and uh, find some savings as well. Totally go to trip.com for all of your trip planning needs. And of course, my friends, if you, like me, are a social media guru, you're going to want a, a service to help you post things, okay? You don't log in and out every single social media channel. So use social B, use socialb.io. Uh, it is a great social media management tool. That, engage, that enables people to post across all the profiles, including Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, Pinterest, Google My Business, and TikTok. A whole bunch of features, such as integration of Gifly, uh, using RSS feeds, uh, evergreen posts, set up a posting, uh, posting schedule, and track the performance of your links. They'll send you a little update uh, on how, how well your posts and your links are doing. So check out socialbee.io as well. Okay, my friends, shall we? Now broadcasting from his hidden bunker and fully stocked bar, it is the Saturday Report with Hope Sebastian Taylor. Thank you and welcome once again, my friends, to the Saturday Report with me, Hope Sebastian Taylor, adventurer, entrepreneur, and amateur Speaker of the House of Representatives of the United States of America. Yes, that's right, my friends. I was voted in. I'm the Speaker of the House. Fun fact, no requirement to be it. Literally anyone can be there. So, through my... No, I'm just kidding. I'm the host here of the Saturday Report with Colson Mashon Taylor. And welcome to AWSM Radio, an independent, digital-only radio station that plays today's best music, old-school classics, along with a rotating cast of all-star DJs. AWSM Radio focuses on mainstream artists, independent artists, along with a variety of interesting music and talk shows throughout the day, such as mine. All we do is entertain, inspire, and inform. And my friends, I want you to be part of the conversation. I want to be part of the engagement. So find me on the Twitter, on the Instagram, on the Facebook, uh, on twitch.tv, all at Colt S. Taylor. In fact, if you follow me on Twitch, you can watch me record this show live it's quite 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 the experience uh why record before the sh- before it's broadcast so love to see you there and of course i'm on cameo.com slash taylor and the podcast version of this show can be listened at anchor.fm slash taylor for all of your podcasting needs all right my friends my friends Let's get started with this week's Saturday Report. But before we get started, I just want to give a shout-out to a good friend of mine. His name is Ray Reese. He is the dulcet voice you hear announcing me at the beginning of every episode. Uh, I tapped him to record a special Tuesday opening for my Tuesday news update, which I may or may not do more in the future. Uh, you can listen to it on the podcast if you want to. But uh, he was able to quickly record a new opening for me. So I just wanted to publicly thank him for all for getting back to me so quickly. 
do enjoy having him announce me, and I've known him for all over 15 years. Great guy in Philadelphia, so thank you, Ray, for lending your voice to my Tuesday news update. Speaking of updates, speaking of updates, um, I was hoping to start off this uh, particular show uh, with telling you the results of the Speaker of the House race, uh, but at the time of this recording, there is no one. So maybe by the time this show wraps up, there will be, but I doubt it. So um, uh, maybe maybe by the time you hear this on Saturday or Sunday, we'll know. But there's a good chance maybe you don't. Maybe you don't. But I can tell you with 95% confidence, it will definitely, definitely not be me. First up, my friends, we go to music news. Afro Man, Afro Man, a uh, well-known singer. He uh, sung the classic hit, uh, Because I Got High, um, which, you know, song about doing all these other things, but instead, instead, he got high. Well, fun fact, in August, um, in Adams County, Ohio, the Sheriff Department raided... Uh, raided his house in uh, Ohio, uh, where they tore down his gate, busted open his door with a garam, and searched his property for uh, marijuana. Marijuana. There apparently were charges of drug trafficking and kidnapping, apparently. And uh, they uh, seized marijuana and $5,000 of cash during the raid. Uh, however, however, no charges were filed, and his cash was returned. Well, not all of it. Uh, $4,600 of cash was returned. Uh, the police don't seem to know where that $400 went, and now it's being investigated by the Ohio Bureau of Criminal Investigation. But I'm not talking about why talking about that, the raid, this happened in August, what I am talking about is that Afro Man, um, <clears throat> his house has uh, security footage. So he took that security footage and released a new song, uh, two new songs, uh, using the security footage as the music video, and, uh, uh, making fun of the sheriff department for breaking down his door. So, um, the one name of the song is Will You Help Me Repair My Door? Where it shows them breaking down the doors and the gate. And then the other song is called Lemon Pound Cake. Because apparently the sheriff's department uh, did take the lemon pound cake, but it was very, they were looking at it several times while searching their, uh, the, 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 his, his property. So again, he has cameras all over his property, front gate, front door, living room, kitchen, other places, and they raided his property. Eventually, they cut the cameras, but it took him a while to find how to cut the cameras, and uh, he basically turned it into a uh, music video, making fun of the sheriff's department. <laughs> for, uh, for, uh... <laughs> For raiding his house. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Though, no charges were ever filed. And, uh, 
they took his cash and only gave it some of it back. Uh, according to Afferman, the raid was about a marijuana vape pen. Um, and then he also posted about a previous burglary on his home where he threatened where he was threatened with arrest by the sheriff's department if he kept checking on the progress of the case and told they didn't have time. So he was he was burglar robbed, kept calling the police saying, Hey, what's the status of this case? And then the police said that um the police said that uh, they don't have time to do this and they would arrest him for keep calling. So I would say that Afro Man's uh, relationship with the Adams County Sheriff's Department is a bit tense. Is a bit tense. Uh, so I definitely check out. I watched the music video. It's pretty funny. I highly suggest it. Uh, again, it is called um, "Will You Help Me Repair My Door?" and "Lemon Pound Cake." And it is. I mean, if you are a fan of Afro Man, it is classic Afro Man. Um, also, fun fact, he also announced his candidacy for the 2024 presidential election uh, with his campaign manager, Jason Savage, announced on his behalf, citing inflation, the housing market, corruption, and of course, legalizing marijuana as key issues in his campaign. Um, I'm not sure... I'm not sure uh, if he's running as an independent, hard to say, or if he's going for a particular nomination. There is a pot party in some states. I'm sure they would support him. But uh, Afroman joins Kanye West as another rapper running for president in 2024. But again, check out his music video, Will You Help Me? I keep forgetting the name. Will you will you will you help me repair my door? It is good stuff. Next up, my friends, an update from my uh, Tuesday news update about Jeremy Renner. He is uh, still recovering from his snowplow accident that happened um, on over over uh, over the weekend and whatnot. Not the last weekend, but previous weekend. And um, he is still in the hospital. He was critically injured. Uh, apparently, according to details released this week, his snowplow, and snowplow is not like a, a typical sort of uh, town snowplow that, you know, plows secondary roads. This is like a intense tractor, uh, tractor-like, tractor-like um, snowplow. Okay, it, 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 it's, it's, it's meant to seriously move snow. Reno, Nevada gets a lot of snow. Apparently, he was completely run over by it. This is a trap basically being run over by a by a tank, basically. A seven-ton tank. Uh, so it basically crushed the right side of his body as it ran him over. Breathed heavily, was bleeding all over the place, but survived. Survived. Uh, but it did get running him over completely, but kind of ran over the right side of his body. Uh, so he is turned 52 this week. Uh, they were able to airlift him to the hospital. And he is, he is doing okay, but has traumatic blunt chest trauma and other orthopedic injuries. Uh, critical but stable condition at the moment. Uh, he released a... Uh, Instagram picture where he said, thank you for all your kind words. 
I'm too messed up to type, but I send love to you all. Got a lot of outpouring support from other actors, uh, some of his co-stars in the Hawkeye Disney Plus um, a series. Uh, he released another update where his mother and his sister were uh, massaging his head and kind of, you know, giving him a little bit, helping him wash his hair and clean him up a bit in the ICU. So his family is there. Uh, he probably has a long road to recovery. I mean, probably has a lot of therapy to go through. I think he had a few more surgeries this week. But he, uh, he, he is literally lucky to be alive. Lucky to be alive. So hopefully he'll be back up and going as soon as possible. But it will be a while probably before we see Jeremy Renner in the movie as he recovers from this terrible, terrible, terrible accident. Speaking of medical updates, uh, Al Roker, weatherman for the Today Show, is back on the show after having uh, several months of uh, health scares. Um, you know, he's actually he's actually only 68. He's 68, but he had been gone for two months due to blood clots. Uh, in his leg, uh, he, you know, and also apparently had some major internal bleeding as well. Lost, apparently, uh, let, lost half his blood due to internal bleeding. So he was a very, very sick person and, um, you know, went to the hospital, came back, had to go back the very next day. Doctors had a hard time sort of pinning down what exactly was going on. Um, he had to have five operations. Five operations um, um, to to correct the internal issues that uh, what was going on and whatnot. So if you saw him over the Christmas holiday when they went to his house to wish him a happy a uh, happy holidays and whatnot, he lo he looked bad. He did not look very healthy. He looked very very sickly. Uh, but he is back on his feet. He is back on the show. And you know what? He looks pretty good. He looks pretty good. Uh, he credits uh, his wife and his family for helping him get through it. Um, especially, you know, he had like a seven-hour operation. He went through the ringer. Went through the ringer. Uh, it turned out the internal bleeding was from two bleeding ulcers. Yeah, that that's some stress there. So he had to get a lot of work done internally to, to fix him up, fix the internal bleeding, take care of the blood clots. Uh, he had COVID, which uh, complicated things immensely. So, but fortunately, fortunately, he's back on the Today Show. He, he's looking good, looking well, and uh, hopefully we'll have him for many, many more years to come. Al Roker, uh, also a, a, I would say, a, a staple of presidential elections uh, on the inaugural route uh, he, uh, for the first two Obama elections, uh, was able to say hello to him, got Joe Biden to run over to say hi to him, and then again during Joe Biden's inauguration as well. So that's, those are, those are some very fun clips, uh, to watch. Um, you should definitely watch them on YouTube or not. Anyways, Al Roker, successfully treated for blood clots, ulcers, 68 years old, he is back. He's back, my friends, and uh, thank goodness, thank goodness, Al Roker looks like he's he's doing good. Now, another big thing that happened this last week, it actually happened while I was recording my Tuesday update. I recorded it late Monday night, 
so it could be processed. I could send it in to the station to play on Tuesday night. Um, there was like a tremendous football injury on the field. Monday night football. The game was uh, stopped. I was recording and I got this alert on my phone saying play is suspended at the Monday night football game. And I was like, oh, that's that's strange what happened. Some sort of some sort of threat. And a football player named Damar Hamlin, uh, he had a cardiac arrest event on the field. Um, he got clumped right in the chest by a shoulder, dressed in the right way, made his heart stop. He stood up, thump, fell over, team rushed out there, and uh, wouldn't you know it, um, his heart had stopped. So they had, to, they had to resuscitate him on the field, give him some shocks, did CPR, uh, got his pulse kind of back up, put him on the ambulance, carted him off the off the field, and um, yeah, they they suspended play. There's like five minutes in the game. Well, game time, game the game time. Five minutes or five minutes left. I don't know. Don't matter. First quarter, they stopped the game, and they decided to postpone it altogether. Like this is week. They, they everyone was so so shook up by it. Uh, that uh, they had to, um, they had to stop. They had to stop the game, and they did not. They did not complete it at all. Uh, they talked about. Um, they talked about uh, doing it again or like continuing it later, but uh, they've decided to declare it a no contest, and the game is officially canceled. Now I don't know how um, I don't know how that works with um, um, like records and stuff like that. I mean, it's really not really doesn't really matter. Um, but uh, it is one of the first games to be canceled um, since the player strike in 1987. Certainly, um, I believe I believe I could be wrong here. I'm not sure I can remember a game being stopped as it started and then ended up being canceled afterwards and there would be no contest. So, um, might be the first time in history. Anyways, um, he was taken to the hospital, was in critical, critical condition, not conscious. There was a lot of concern that, you know, didn't know how many minutes his brain didn't have oxygen or has oxygen stopped flowing to his other organs. There was a lot of concern. But uh, as of today, uh, he is awake. He's talking. Neuro- neurologically, he he's, he seems to be all there. Um, they took out the breathing tube from him. So he's talking. He's communicating. Still in critical condition, but stable. It's in the ICU. But it does look like he will pull through from this. Um, will he play football again? I mean, who knows? This was a pretty serious incident, so I would not be surprised if he doesn't play again. But I mean, he, he he'll he'll be fine. That's a, that is the least of anyone's concern right now. But the important thing is that he is awake. He seems to not have any sort of permanent neurological damage. Uh, a nice, uh, not nice, but a a positive thing uh, during the uh, time where he was injured. Uh, he's from the Pittsburgh area. 
and he had started a GoFundMe to raise money for kids, um, uh, for kids, for toys in the Pittsburgh area with the University of Pitt. So did my brother, I'm just saying. And um, he had raised about, oh, about $10,000 uh, since, since 2020. Um, he had hoped to raise $2,500 to get money for kids during the COVID-19 crisis. Uh, but he had about $10,000, um, he had about $10,000 when that happened. As of a few days ago, with donations pouring in from players, coaches, executives, he has raised $7.5 million on his GoFundMe for a toy drive for the kids where he grew up in the uh, Pittsburgh area. So, pretty, pretty, pretty amazing. So, um, I believe it's it's certainly, he, at one point, at one point, he was basically getting $5,000 a minute from different people around the United States and around the world for him to do that. So, uh, so hopefully he'll be okay. He will be able to uh, be not sure when he'll be released from the hospital, but it was a pretty intense time. Got covered a lot on the news. Uh, I was watching once I got the alert. I popped on, watched it. Uh, I think the the announcers, the players, and NFL handled it very appropriately. You can't. I mean, people have been carted off the field before, but this was pretty serious, and I'm glad they decided not to continue with the game. But, uh, of course, of course, the chuckleheads on the internet are saying, was he boosted with the COVID vaccine? This is another COVID vaccine. Athletes just don't drop from heart attacks. COVID vaccine. Well, you know what, friends? Actually, being hit in the chest and falling over and dying uh, is not an uncommon thing in sports. It does happen. More often in baseball, but yeah, it happens, which is why, which is why a lot of stadiums and a lot of medical personnel have those AED sort of portable defibrillators so that if someone does, heart gets knocked out of the whack, that within 60 seconds, they can zoop, zip them back up, zip them back up, okay? In fact, he was on the field for like five minutes. They're right, like, oh, why are they waiting so long? Why are they waiting so long? Uh, they didn't want to put him on the on the in the ambulance and race off the field until they got his heart stabilized. And it took about five minutes, multiple zaps, CPR, oxygen, IV solution to get him back up, back up and and going. He did not did not want to leave the field until his heart was restored on field. So uh, the EMTs amazing. The uh, medical staff of the football teams amazing. Uh, the coach gave a shout-out to the equipment manager who was able to get his equipment off quickly so they could get to him uh, quickly. Right? Listen, putting on football pads and helmets, not easy to do, harder to do when someone is unconscious laying on the field. So uh, this is hopefully, seemingly, going to be a very good not, – not, no one wants to go through this, but it looks like this has turned out as best – as anyone could hope. So uh, I will follow this and give you a Damar Hamlin update sometime in the future. Of course, you can also probably catch it on our sports shows, which I'll be plugging later in this broadcast. But why wait to plug those shows then when I can plug them now? And my friends, listen, Wednesday nights, 
is your place to be for all things sports here on AWSM Radio because at 9 p.m. we have To The Rack With Mac, which is your go-to spot for all things basketball. Join NBA expert Mac Daddy as he brings you a full hour of high-flying hoops expertise for all things NBA. Tune in Wednesday nights at 9 p.m. And then what's going on? What's going on is our Fox Sports Affiliate Show, providing listeners with over 150 combined years of sports knowledge. Hosted by Nate Brown and his crew, they are a staple, and have been a staple, of Western New York sports for the past two decades, and now they have moved national, and we have them here Wednesdays at 10 p.m. So just to recap, for all of your sports needs, Wednesday nights, Eastern Standard Times, 9 p.m., To the Rack with Mac, 10 p.m., What's going on? Only here, my friends, on AWSM Radio. Next, friends, we go to the world of literature, where um, we're talking about the uh, death of Susan Meachin. Susan Meachin, she wrote a lot of romance novels and whatnot, uh, and she, uh, in October of uh, 2020, she, according to um, a message posted on her Facebook page, uh, she uh, died via suicide. Although apparently not, uh, because uh, apparently recently, last week or two, her private Facebook group, someone using her account, posted on there saying that she had basically uh, faked her death in 2020 and whatnot. Uh, needless to say, uh, a lot of people were shocked. A lot of people were shocked that she had done that. Um, apparently, apparently in October 2020, someone claiming to be her daughter uh, posted something on there indicating that she had died via uh, suicide and then told people to, you know, pass him up information about suicide prevention and whatnot. Uh, blamed that people were bullying her in the mental health crisis, and um, that's that's what happened. Well, and people, she, she has many, many different fans, and um, you know she, they were very devastated uh, by this. Every her birthday, they would send her messages and would promote uh, suicide prevention things um, on there. Uh, obviously, sales of her books blew up and whatnot. Um, but then, uh, gosh, wouldn't you know it, she, uh, she shared. She shared, uh, she shared something. Um, she posted, at least her account posted, I debate on how to do this a million times and not sure if it's right or not. There's going to be a ton of questions and a lot of people leaving the group, I guess. But my family did what they thought was best for me, and I can't fault them for it. I almost died again at my own hand, and they had to go through it all that hell again. Returning to the ward doesn't mean much, but I am in a good place now, and I'm hoping to write again. Let the fun begin. So basically, she had a mental health crisis. Mental health crisis. And uh, her family said that she had died so that people would leave her alone. But now she's back. And all the previous posts where her family was blaming people for bullying, according to the Rolling Stone, all those posts have now been deleted and whatnot. So a lot of people are obviously upset by it. 
obviously saying that someone had died, but they didn't. Uh, according to author Karen Hall, she posted a response says, I can forgive you for many things, but I don't think I could forgive you for faking your death. Uh, author Samuel Samantha A. Cole, who said she knew her before the events of 2020, shared a video on Facebook saying, I was friends with the author. I was not close friends with this author. But we chatted once or twice a month for quite a while. I was devastated when I heard she allegedly committed suicide. There were a lot of posts on her wall, allegedly from her family, blaming the book world for bullying her mother to the point where she took her own life. Those posts are now gone. So, <clears throat> she continued, there was a outpouring of outrage, support for those who were who were hurting, hurting, support for her family. People did free editing on her last book so her family could release it for her in memory of her. There were people who were ripped apart because people started pointing fingers at everyone, blaming people, and I was one of those people being blamed for allegedly bullying her when I had done nothing of the sort. I need to unplug for the next couple of days and wrap my head around all this and get back to work. There are, um, Cole added that she will now be more careful on who she befriends online. Uh, according to the, um, according to the, uh, various news outlets, people have reached out to her family, but there has been no comment regarding this post on the Facebook page, whether it was really her, did they fake things? Um, but it's a weird story. That's a weird one. We now pop over to Iowa, where the world's oldest person in the United States has passed away this week at the age of 115. Uh, Bessie Lorena Hendricks of Lake City died Tuesday at the Shady Oaks Care Center, according to um, Lake uh, Funeral Home in Lake City. She had celebrated her 115th birthday at the home on November 7th and was listed this last year by the Los Angeles-based uh, Gerontology Research Group as the country's oldest living person until her passing. She was born in 1907 in uh, 1907. Jeez, and I I don't think we had all the states. We you have all 48 states at that point. I mean, I now now I have to go Arizona statehood. I think Arizona was the last one. No, Arizona statehood was 1912. So she was born before Arizona was a state. That's that's, there's that. So, anyways, born in 1907, uh, she was alive to witness the news of the sinking of the Titanic, World War One, World War Two, the Great Depression, Spanish Flu, and COVID-19. Uh, she was a teacher in a one-room schoolhouse, was a mother of five children. Uh, she is survived by three of her children. Uh, we have a funeral service uh, this current weekend. The current oldest person now is 114-year-old Edie Cassarelli of California is now the country's current oldest person. So 115. I'm looking at photos of her right now from last November. I mean, she don't look. She looks. She looks old, but she don't look 115. She looks very good for a 115-year-old. I can't even imagine being 115 years. If I was a, if I make it to 115. That would make me around twenty. I'd be I'd be kicking in the year uh, 20, 20, 2095. 
2095? Holy moly. Well, at that point, we'll have robots and I'll, they'll just like swap my blood out like an oil change. So, I'll, I'll, okay. Tell you what, guys. I will do at least one broadcast if I'm around at 115, assuming the robot overlords haven't taken us, taken, taken us hostage. That's, that's my promise to you. We now move to uh, business where Peloton was fined $19 million uh, by federal safety regulators due to a fatal, well, fatal, a fatal treadmill accident and other injuries due to their popular treadmills uh, is among the largest civil penalties in the history of the Consumer Product Safety Commission's. Um, but apparently there were some um, flaws that led to uh, a series of accidents and a death of a child in 2021. In a statement, uh, spokesman Ben Boyd said, Peloton remains deeply committed to the safety and well-being of our members and to the continuous improvement of our products and that they were pleased to reach this settlement agreement. Uh, so Peloton actually fought with regulators to recall their treadmills for improvements um they uh eventually recalled their tread plus treadmills in may 2021 um after a bitter fight with regulators which uh, ended up a lengthy apology from the chief executive at the time quote we made a mistake in our response yeah you you, you don't say you don't say um, so, uh, there is reports, though, that Peloton is having a bit of a trouble maintaining profits now that we are no longer under lockdown, spending tons of money for, on these equipment for people to stay inside, uh, a little bit harder to sell than, than before and whatnot. Um, they, are they, uh, decided to put in a variety of new safety features, uh, in the, um, in the treadmill, uh, but, uh, they, um, basically, basically the problem is that things were being sucked underneath the treadmill at the very end. And, uh, at the time, company were aware of, uh, more than 150 reports of people, pets, and objects being sucked under its treadmills. And, um, and, uh, yeah, led to the death of a child, unfortunately. Uh, Peloton was, uh, first unwillingly to, uh, voluntarily recall its treadmills. Um, and then, uh, they eventually, uh, had to do it because got a lot of bad, a lot of bad, a lot of bad, uh, a lot of bad press on it. Uh, some other firms, uh, that had been slapped with flying, slapped with fines recently, uh, in July, Vornado Air agreed to, uh, a $7.5 million fine due to their space heaters catching fire. Uh, J, uh, TJX Companies, the parent company of TJ Maxx, Marshalls and Home Goods agreed to a $13 million penalty in August for knowingly selling recalled products. They're, you should really check on these things you buy there. And then finally, um, this, is, this is the biggest one, of the biggest finds, however, uh, they find in 2018 Polaris Industries uh, for failing to report defective off road vehicles $27.5 million. So, uh, the Consumer Safety Board, that is, uh, you know, there's some people out there that don't like them, but they do do good work. And, you know, these companies are still, these companies are going to do things if they can make money and get away with it. 
but the fines should, you know, get them to be a little more careful about their business practices and the products they put out. We now go to Colorado, where a funeral home owner is going to jail for 20 years. Why, you ask? Fraud? Deception? Necrophilia? Well, not the last one, but uh, the first two, yeah. Also, for selling body parts. Yes! Yep. Yep, yep, yep. You heard that right. Uh, Megan Hess, apparently, uh, cheated relatives of, of, of relatives of the dead and stole body parts used uh, using forged donor forms and were selling body parts and got 20 years in federal prison for doing that. Uh, she pled guilty to fraud because she was charging people money to get bodies cremated and she wasn't cremating these bodies. She was dissecting and selling body parts. Selling body parts. Now you're probably asking yourself, gee, cult, you know, um, I would like to buy some body parts. And I would say, you, my friend, need some mental health. Because that's just weird. That's just weird. Uh, apparently this came to light following an uh, investigation by Reuters uh, between 2016 and 2018. And then um, the the um, the funeral home was raided by the federal by the FBI a few weeks later, and now that the case was going through the system, she has been finally sentenced to jail. So um, it's prosecutors call it one of the most significant cases involving body parts in recent U.S. history. I didn't know there was a record or whatnot, but apparently it it happens. Um, her lawyer justified her actions saying that it could be attributed to a traumatic brain injury that she suffered when she was 18. So it's not really her fault. She has brain injury, but I guess the judge and jury did not quite buy that. Now, here's the thing. Here's the thing that I did not know until I read this story. So, um, it is, um, it is illegal um, to um, sell hearts, kidneys, and tendons. Okay, um, To sell those to transplant into other people, illegal. They must be donated. So someone gets a heart from someone else, you can't sell your kidney to somebody. You have to donate. It is illegal in the United States. However, the sale of arms spines, knees, heads, etc. is not currently regulated by federal law. So the selling of these things were was not illegal, okay? Her selling someone, someone's head or arm or spine, not illegal. What she got popped for was forging paperwork saying that she had permission to do this and then charging people money for cremations that never happened, and and you know cutting out bodies without the permission of the family, that that part's illegal. The actual selling of these things, yeah, you, if you you buy a head if you want to, apparently you can buy a head all day long. Go figure. So uh, also, more than two hundred families fell victim to this operation, and received cremated ashes from bins mixed with the remains of different cadavers. So they got ashes, but it wasn't their, their loved ones. It was just basically 
whatever they had left. So, um, yeah, yeah, pretty terrible stuff, but she's going to jail for 20 years. Thank goodness. My friends, when you're not on your way to sell ahead to somebody, you should be listening to The Rock Sessions. It's our drive time show here on AWSM Radio, making sure your evening commute home is fun, featuring the hottest music on the charts and some other surprises in between. My friend, The Beautiful Rocks, will make it rock, rock style, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. Only here, my friends, on AWSM Radio. Well, my friends, that just about wraps up this week's Saturday Report with me, Colt Sebastian Taylor, here on AWSM Radio. At the time of this recording, there is no speaker in the house, although by the time this is actually broadcasting, maybe there will be, maybe there won't be. I'm still available, America. But until then, uh, you know, thanks for joining me here today. Reminder, just a reminder, you can find me on the Twitter, on the Instagram, on Twitch.tv, on Cameo, uh, at Colt S. Taylor. Um, check all my updates on ColtSebastianTaylor.com. And the podcast version of the show can be found on YouTube and Anchor.fm uh, at Colt S. Taylor as well. All right, my friends, until next time. I am, of course, your friend, the one, the only, Colt Sebastian Taylor, and I'll see you later. And once again, thank you for listening to the podcast edition of the Saturday Report with me, Colt Sebastian Taylor. Uh, remember, check out the links below to trip.com as well as socialme.io. And we'll catch you next week on the podcast. Thanks for listening.